everyone, welcome to On The Market. I'm your host, Dave Meyer. Today, we're gonna be talking about the big news everyone's thinking about, which is, of course, the Super Bowl. I don't know, is everyone thinking about it? Do you guys think about this? Well, Kathy, you clearly do, because you're wearing <laughs> some sort of football <laughs> uniform today. What jersey is this? This is actually the Cardinals, and it is Devon Kennard, who is coming out with a Bigger Pockets book. Very soon. That makes a lot and, of sense. And uh, his first interview on real estate was on my show, The Real Well Show. So I got this. Awesome. I don't think he gave you one, Dave, when he was on this show, though. I don't have one. <laughs> and I'm glad, though, because I would not look as cool as you do in your <laughs> professional jersey right now. If you guys don't know Devon, he's an awesome real estate investor, former NFL player. He's been on this show. He's writing a book for Bigger Pockets and apparently, friend of Kathy. I don't follow football too much. I I oh. like football. I understand it, but I just I have I have beef with grown men in kids' uniforms. It's just <laughs> weird to me. I've never I've never been a jersey guy. It's just the, me walking around with some young kid's last name on my back just always seemed like a weird thing. I just can't get with the jerseys. It's weird for me. I don't, I don't know. Is that all sports or just football? All sports. All sports. It's it's like I would get a jersey that like you customize and put your own name on the back, but like, I, don't, I don't know. You're just, just rooting for yourself. You just want to root for Henry. And then it's just like everybody's running around talking about we got a game. Like, who do we play tonight? <laughs> sir, sir, you don't have a game. When's the last time you ran around You're the You're not on the team. <laughs> they don't even know you exist. You got to pick your kids up from daycare and you got a chiropractor's appointment. <laughs> you don't have a game. James, you got to jump in here because I know you disagree. Oh, I've invested some serious money into my Jersey game. Uh, <laughs> the Super Bowl is my favorite holiday. <laughs> so it is the number one holiday. I make sure my calendar's blocked out, and I will be always watching. But I, I'm a. Unfortunately, the Seahawks aren't in there, but I'm heavily invested in Seahawks swag. <laughs> well, that's perfect for you, James, because today we are going to be talking about different markets that have hosted the Super Bowl. So we aren't going to dive into the teams that are in the game. This this show should be coming out, I think, two or three days before the Super Bowl. We have. 49ers and the Chiefs uh, matching up. But today we're going to talk about a couple of markets that have hosted them recently, and we're going to evaluate each and every one of them about how good they are for investment or what particular strategies might work in one of those markets. So each of us is going to take one of the last four hosts of the Super Bowl, and we're going to break them down. So James, hopefully this is an appropriate celebration for you. Henry, you could just sit there mad for the whole time, but you do have to participate <laughs> because we got a game today, Henry. You don't have to play it. And before we do it, we also have the Super Bowl trivia to talk about to see how well you do. And Henry, I'm going to make you go first. So. <laughs> do you guys know what year the first Super Bowl was, Henry? 1941. Kathy? I think we should toss this to James. I think he's going to know the answer, but um, it's been it's been some decades. <laughs> that, that is true. <laughs> very vague, but true. James? I don't know the exact year, but I know it was somewhere in the 60s because there was two leagues and they merged them. Uh, back when there was two leagues, I think it, Henry was close when there was two, but when the NFL came together, I think 60s, somewhere in there. 
All right, James, you're correct. It was 1967. So it was Chiefs vs. Mm. Packers in 1967. <gasps> Guys, that was the first Super Bowl. I'm older than the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've you've been around for some decades, also, Kathy. Thank you. Yes. To your That's how old you are. Some decades it could be 20. Thank you. <laughs> All right, I'll ask you one more trivia question and spare you. Maybe I'll just ask James. See if he knows. Which two starting quarterbacks won the Super Bowl with two different teams? Are they currently playing? No, they're not. This is easy, though, because it's fairly recent. Okay, okay, okay. Th- this, okay. Is easy. This, seems, this seems easy. Okay. Yep, I even yeah. know this one. Okay. Two of the greatest. You got Tom Brady. And? And Peyton Manning, because Peyton Manning won it with the Colts and the Broncos. Bravo. Well done, James. That was a good one. Can we get Tom Brady on the On the Market podcast? I would love to interview Tom Brady. I don't think we have that kind of pull, man. I Kaylin just slacked us and said that she's going to work on it. So. Oh, he's probably listening right now. Yeah. Just yeah. Oh, he definitely listens. Um, <laughs> so we'll get him on here any day now. There's two <laughs> man crushes I have, Tom Brady and Mark Wahlberg. Those are the two. Mark Wahlberg is an... If we could get him on, too, that would be a <laughs> great show. Wahlberg. Okay. <laughs> Who knew? All right. Well, we should probably move on from football, even though I'm excited about the Super Bowl. And what's cool about the Super Bowl is we're all going to be together for the Super Bowl this year. We're going to be together in Denver at a Super Bowl party, uh, which will be very fun. And if any of you, by the way, are in the Denver area the day after, so the 12th, we're hosting a Bigger Pockets meetup in Denver. Uh, so if you're in the Colorado area, James, Henry, Kathy, myself, and the other podcast posts will all be there. So go check that out. But We've talked enough about football. Let's get into real estate after this break. Buy low, sell high. Very easy to say, but not always so easy to do. For example, high interest rates are hurting the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices in a lot of markets are falling, even for many of the best assets. So it's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com pockets. Fundrise.com pockets. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. Top real estate investors love to talk about how they save so much on taxes. But how are they able to build rental property empires while skirting Uncle Sam? 1031 exchanges. 1031 exchanges allow you to defer capital gains taxes while you sell an investment property, exchanging your old property for a bigger, better one and avoiding the tax man while you do it. And that's where First American Exchange Company comes in. They're the leaders in 1031 exchanges. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting, First American Exchange can help you with simple rental property exchanges, complex commercial real estate investments, reverse exchanges, and more. Don't let your taxes eat into your profits. Visit First American Exchange Company at firstexchange.com or call them at 800-556-2520. That's firstexchange.com or 800-556-2520. Keep your money in your pocket and propel your portfolio further at firstexchange.com. First American Exchange Company does not provide tax or legal advice. Consult your financial, real estate, tax, or legal advisor about your circumstances. First American Exchange Company. Safe, smart, secure. 
eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED lights, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. All right, Kathy, you are the best dressed for this event today by far. Thank you it's so very, much. It's, for those of you who aren't watching on YouTube, it's like full shoulder pads. It is a really good outfit right yeah, now. Yeah, it's a legitimate game jersey. It's not one you go and buy from the it's store. It's like a professional game jersey. and It shows my guns. Look at it that. It does. It, <laughs> it does show your guns. And because you're doing so great today, we're going to have you go first. Tell us about the market you've been researching as a recent host of the Super Bowl. Well, um, this city had the Super Bowl five times. Uh, the population is 3.2 million, and the population growth is 1.9%. Unemployment is at a very low 3.1%. Median income is 60000 approximately, and the median rent is uh, about 2000 Rent growth has been 2.7%, which seems low, but maybe high considering this past year. And uh, the median home price is $372,000 with price growth at a whopping 1%. Who knows what city this is? I do because I'm reading it. In your notes. Yeah, I'm reading it. Yeah, I could see it. <laughs> it's Tampa, Florida. I'll help you out. Thank you. Tom Brady's most recent Super Bowl winning team. Yeah, so Tampa, Florida. Uh, would I invest there? Not only would I, I do, but um, not specifically in the city. And I think this is something that people should really pay attention to is they'll see these big city names as like a great place to invest. But oftentimes it's not actually in the city. It's in the, the surrounding suburbs where it's, it's just gotten too expensive in the city and people move out and jobs move out because they can get cheaper land and so forth. So we do invest, but not in Tampa, just right outside, mainly St. Petersburg, but in and around Tampa. Kathy, actually tell us a little bit about that. Cause a lot of what we talk about here on the show is sort of at the metro air level, like, you know, the mm -hmm. whole metropolitan area, but you're talking about differentiating it. So when you first started investing in that area, how did you decide that St. Pete was a better option for investing than the downtown area of Tampa? Well, when I first, first started investing in Tampa, it was in 2009 when the housing market had completely crashed and I was in a different city pretty much every day, just trying to pick up the pieces of that mess. There were whole neighborhoods boarded up. Um, Tampa, um, most of Florida, in fact, was one of the areas that got hit the hardest because it was one of the areas where investors went a little nutty and it was pre-demographic growth there. Uh, so they had the right idea. They were just too early, basically, into Florida. Um, so that area went up the highest and then came crashing down the hardest so when I went to Tampa, um, we were finding properties for twenty to $30,000, if you can believe that, downtown. But the issue was um, crime. So in a lot of these areas where if you have a lot of boarded homes, you'd have vagrants, you'd have 
um, drug dealer. Like it completely transformed what had been a middle class neighborhood into you know a D class neighborhood. So for me, Tampa was just it was just too scary to invest there in those neighborhoods. Um, so we just needed to look out. Uh, part of what I do is is finding. Uh, property managers and teams, people who can help me, you know, at the time find those foreclosures, help me. I, you know, I live in California. I, I didn't want to oversee it myself. So find teams. And, uh, and one of those teams was kind of showing the growth that was happening in St. Petersburg. The suburban areas tend to have less crime in general, not always, but, um, but it was really just the property manager and local team that I found there that, gave me the insight on where they're investing. And again, that's that's how I do it. When you're investigating a city, I think going, walking it, talking to people, going to the Starbucks, learning, like where do people like to live? But most importantly, uh, really getting to know the property managers and where they invest because they know all the secrets. They know where, uh, who's calling and who's wanting to rent. That I mean, that that's a great situation. I'm sure people who are listening to this now want to invest in Tampa are a little bit jealous. Are there still good options to invest in either Tampa or St. Pete or in that metro area? You know, I think Tampa is on the upswing for numerous reasons. A, I still believe there's a lot of uh, relocation coming out of California, coming out of New York. And Tampa is a very hot place for people to move to. The beaches are awesome. The quality of living's good. And they're also improving the city. They announced actually in 2023 that the violent crime rate actually went down. And so they're, they're really working. And I know the whole state of Florida is working on getting the crime down, especially the violent crime. But they're making progress with their policies um, and that's also why it was ranked number eight as one of the best places to live in America uh, as quality of living. And so I think with these these strides and then still the attractiveness of Florida from a lot of these, you know, some of these states with very high income tax, I, I, I think there's still a lot of runway there. Uh, I personally would move to Tampa if it wasn't such a long commute flight to Seattle. Um, and so... You know, I still think there's going to be a migration in lower taxes, crime decreasing versus if you look at some parts of California, it's increasing. And so quality of living is going. It's just coming around. You know, it's attractive. I would move there for sure. So what would you recommend, Kathy, to people who are interested in this area? What kind of tactics work right now? I think in um, in Tampa City, in the city area, I, I imagine there's still lots of opportunity to renovate. If you've got the skills of James Daynard or Henry Washington and you have teams set up there and and can find older properties, fix them up, it's it's a growing city for sure. And James wasn't kidding. Those beaches are gorgeous. But prices have been high. I mean, it's it's prices have gone up quite a lot since since 2009. Um so it's it's going to be a little bit more expensive versus the Again, the suburbs. Tampa, I, I totally agree. I actually remember, I think it was like our second show ever. We all picked markets that we really liked. And I think Tampa was the one I, I picked. There's a lot to like there on the fundamentals level, but you have to adjust tactics and sort of, you know, make sure that you're using the right ones for an expensive type of market. With that, after we've talked about Tampa, let's move on to our second city. And for that, let's go to James. All right, the market I'm covering is Los Angeles, one of the biggest uh, cities in our country. Um, it has hosted the Super Bowl eight times. Uh, their new stadium, SoFi Stadium, is absolutely amazing. I've been there a few different times. Um, I do know that they did 
what Los Angeles likes to do and overspend and overbuild. I think they spent, what, $4 billion building the stadium, which was four times what they spent in Atlanta. Uh, but <laughs> anyways, uh, population is 12,872,000. And the concern is the population growth has dropped by 0.77% this year. Uh, people are starting to leave California. Expensive life, a little bit more crime, and they're looking elsewhere to kind of make their dollars stretch. Um, unemployment is at 4.9% in the median home price. And like Kathy mentioned, it depends if you're in city or out of city, because if, you, if you're in LA proper, it's going to be substantially more. Um, and then the median rent is at 2858 uh, with rent growth of 2%. And now typically, and I've seen too with LA, it gets steady rent growth because of the regulation to where you can only increase it at a certain point. So there's very steady, but it's never really jumping that high. You know, LA is just one of those big cities that you can make a lot of money and invest in, especially I think if you're a developer or flipper, it's kind of the best avenues to kind of look at doing there because there's still a lot of money pouring in, inventory still low. And even with, I think, some of the issues that LA is having right now, people are still attracted to it. It's still that, hey, we want to move to LA, that LA dream. And I think it's good for the short term. Personally, I would never invest there long term. There is way too much rent control going on. There's a ton of regulation. And if I was looking at any SoCal market, I would actually pick Orange County over LA because we are seeing some massive growth in Orange County because of the crime that's going on in LA. People are reloading out. They don't want to move off that coast of California because they can't find a better spot. But they are going to places that are a little bit more stable. I know in Newport Beach, we're seeing prices just climb year over year. And it's all that LA money selling and bringing the cash down south. So long story short, James, and thank you for sharing all that information. That's really helpful. Would you invest there? I would not invest there. You know, for me, I, I, I want to invest in climates that welcome development and growth. And, you know, there's so many regulations just pumping through California on the regular. In addition to the biggest concern is what is happening in the back end is causing massive problems. You can't even get home insurance. It is near impossible to get home insurance in California. That is a basic need of investors and homeowners. And when you have a basic need that's being taken off the table, that can cause issues in the market in general. It is crazy what you have to do to get just even that simplest thing, home insurance. If you want to buy a property, it, there's so much regulation between what you can do. Um, so if I was forced to invest there, I would flip and, de and do development. I want to be in and out. I don't want their hands on me for longer than 12 months and get out. But I would definitely pick elsewhere. And also tying into the football, I have a fundamental problem investing in LA, the LA Rams, or <laughs> investing in San Francisco, San Francisco 49ers. I just, I just won't, I won't support them. Hey, now. <laughs> See, this is the problem with sports fanatics is you will make financial decisions <laughs> about your money and wealth based on absolutely nothing that has to do with finances. The fanaticism is insane to me. I grew up in New York and I'm a big Yankees fan. And I, for work for a while, had to move to Boston and it wasn't just financial decisions. I was just a miserable person for six months. I just hated every single thing I saw or did for six months. It really does impact your whole life, Henry. You need to start committing <laughs> yourself to this. And James, those were fighting words about the 49ers. I'm third generation San Franciscan. Not anymore. I didn't uh. move to LA County. But I mean, what a story, though. Come on, you guys. You you have to admit that that the, uh, the 49er Brock Purdy story is amazing. He was... Sure. 
He was third string. He was considered Mr. Irrelevant. Let Brock Purdy completely inspire you to never give up. Never give up. Very relevant. Love the guy's story, but I hope he gets smashed by the Chiefs in Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of players I like individually on the 49ers, but as a whole, they get crushed and I'm happy. Well, I don't think anyone here is standing up for LA as an investing market. Uh, You know, there's a lot, like James said, personally, I've never spent a lot of time in LA, but it does seem like the, the stats don't seem overly encouraging. All right, we are going to take a quick break just to remind everyone we talked about Tampa, which everyone did seem to think had strong fundamentals. Talked about LA next, which probably overpriced. James talked about regulations that probably weren't good for investing. And after this, I will share the market that I'm going to be sharing, and so will Henry. Remember when you had to pay to get a Leeds phone number? It was like the dark ages. Until Deal Machine made skip tracing a thing of the past. Now, with your Deal Machine plan, you'll get unlimited access to phone numbers and contact information for no extra cost. That's right. Get high-quality, reliable information trusted by leading financial institutions, all fully compliant with the federal Do Not Call list. Explore over 150 data points, including age, gender, marital status, occupation, and a ton more. Trust me, this is the data you need for off-market deals. With new filters, people flags, and color-coded phone numbers, lead management just got a ton easier. Ready to step up your investing game? Sign up for a Deal Machine plan today and gain immediate access to this unlimited treasure trove of contact information and phone numbers. Just head to dealmachine.com BP. Transform your lead generation and deal-making strategies with Deal Machine. Sign up today and start exploring the unlimited possibilities at dealmachine.com slash BP. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED lights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my 9-to-5 job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. 
At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Welcome back, everyone. Now for our third market, I'll be sharing. I'm so happy I get this city. It is one of my favorite cities in the country, in the world. I love visiting this city so much. It has maybe the best sandwich I've ever had in my whole life, and that is not an exaggeration. Um, it is New Orleans, Louisiana, and I know I don't know how to say it correctly. I'm from the Northeast. I'm, pro- I'm sorry. But uh, New Orleans, Louisiana has hosted the Super Bowl a whopping 10 times. It has a large population, but it is declining. So that is something that I personally think of as a red flag when I invest anywhere is a population that's declining. It's not necessarily something that you can't invest in, but it's something that I worry about. Would any of you invest somewhere where the population is declining? I have. I wouldn't do it again. What about you, Henry? It depends on how long. If it's a if it's a decline, I'm seeing a decline over like five years history. Then probably not. But if it's a blip on the on the radar, then I probably wouldn't have a problem with it. I also I wonder. That's a good point, Henry, because I wonder how much of it is COVID. You know, migration patterns changed so much, and some of them are proving and looking like they are permanent, or at least you know not permanent, but they're the trends are enduring past just the pandemic. But some of them are starting to reverse. So I do think you probably do want to follow Henry's advice and look a little bit broader there. But the one thing that does tend to happen with lower population, lower growth cities is oftentimes you find that there is better cash flow potential. And that, you know, sort of stood out to me when I looked at some of the stats here about New Orleans is that the rent to price ratio is about 0.7. That is more than double what it was in L.A., and significantly higher than it was in Tampa. And so it does allow for interesting cash flow opportunities. But on the other hand, it's experiencing one of the biggest corrections in the entire country with prices dropping over 8% last year. So to me, this is a little bit risky, especially it's a market I, I visited and enjoy visiting, but don't know much about the fundamentals. I would probably stay away from this until we saw some sort of bottoming of the market because an 8% drop, that is significant. That's not, you know, a one-year correction. That is something that that could really hurt uh, if you were on the wrong end of that decline. Uh, Any of you have any thoughts on New Orleans? Well, I think New Orleans as a city is amazing. It's probably my second favorite city in the country. You know, I think what I want to say about all of these markets is like, yes, we're giving our opinion on whether we would invest there or not, but there are investment strategies that would work in all of these markets. 
right? In, in terms of New Orleans, I think you're 100% right. If you're looking for a market where you can get cash flow, maybe you live there, it's in your backyard, you've got some sort of advantage in understanding the neighborhoods and uh, having boots on the ground and a team you can build, like it's a decent market for cash flow. Like New Orleans isn't going away tomorrow because it's had population decline, right? It's, it's around, it's going to be around. And if you understand the market and you understand how to find deals, I think you can make great cash flow. Are you getting appreciation right now? No, it's got negative price growth, but I don't know that that's going to last forever as the interest rates come down. But when you look at something like Tampa, what we talked about earlier, Tampa's kind of, you can almost get the best of both worlds in Tampa because of the growth that that market is seeing. And because you have positive population growth and you have affordable home pricing, right? You're at 372 there for median home price, which means you can probably go in there, find an off-market deal and get it to cash flow because the median rent are 2000 now is it going to cash flow a ton no probably not so you can probably get cash flow and appreciation in tampa if you look hard enough where los angeles you can't hold anything there right you're not going to get cash flow but the margins on flips are amazing you can flip one house in california and make what it would take me like five flips to make um, because of the margins are so large because the home prices are so much more there but you've got an inventory problem you got 12 to 13 million people you know, you're going to be able to sell those homes so you can get great margins if you're turning money. So there's strategies that work everywhere. If you're going to turn money, you know, like I said, you can do a flip. I get jealous every time I see Tarek flip a house out there and make like $250,000. And I'm like, that's like six flips for me. So there is a strategy that works in all of these. In terms of New Orleans, yeah, I think you got to go for cash flow. And I think you have to understand the market because another thing that's going to play in, in New Orleans is crime. And so you got to understand where am I buying these homes? What's the crime going to be like? And factor that into your to your strategy, your purchase price. And, you know, I'm not saying you shouldn't invest in an area where there's crime. I'm saying, A, you got to be built for that. And B, you got to plan it into your numbers. It's like it's like Walmart. You think Walmart doesn't plan for stuff to get stolen from stores. They plan it into their numbers when they're building out stores and figuring out where they're going to go. So you just have to understand those markets. Henry, I'm, I'm just curious because you said you'd have to do five or six flips to make that same kind of money. Do you think it takes the same kind of money in time and you're just doing one big flip five different ways and maybe that's better diversification? You know, I'd, I'd say the time frame is, is no different, really. A big renovation is a big renovation. It takes the same amount of time mm. if you've got your, your teams and your, and your contractors in place. I think the difference is the risk involved when you're flipping in L.A. because of the holding costs. Right. So yeah. if I'm doing two flips in L.A. and I and I paid six hundred thousand dollars for each one of those houses and I have a 12 percent interest only loan from James Dander because he charges me a whole lot of money to do that, then I'm going to have to, uh, you know, I'm going to have to get them things turned fast or else I'm paying James <laughs> a lot of my profits. And James is making the money, not you. <laughs> but it may be expensive, Henry, but think of your overall cash on cash return. It's infinite. I keep coming back to you, so it must be good. <laughs> and we are dependable. <laughs> you know, I, I want to touch on New Orleans real quick because it is an um, awesome city. I love it. It's food, the culture, the people, an amazing, amazing city. I think it has just infrastructure problems. You know, I think like what Henry said is really important. You can invest in any market, whether it's LA, New Orleans. You just want to adjust your strategy. The good thing about New Orleans on flipping is you can get real high cash on cash returns. Entry level price is small. You can get construction loans. They're usually cheaper, bigger fixer properties. And so you can lever more when you get construction loans so that, you know, the amount you're putting down on a cheaper property with a big rehab, your cash on cash return is going to hit like 50, 60%. And it might not be the same amount of profit, 
but the velocity in your money is always going to keep moving and growing. And so it's good for that. My concern with New Orleans is they have police force problems. It's a little bit of a lawless city when you go there. Again, I love the city, but you know, they they got some infrastructure problems. And for me, you know, I'm already an active investor in a market that has crime problems. I don't want to go into another one. It does cause issues, cause infrastructure and, you know, pick and choose. I'd rather balance into a safer market at that point. Makes sense. All right. Well, thank you all for sharing your your input. I'm going to share one last piece of advice. If you're in New Orleans, go to a restaurant called Cochon Butcher and get the sandwich called Lay Pig Mac. It's like a high-end pig mac with really good pork patties. It is truly one of the best sandwiches I've ever had in my whole life. Go check that out. <laughs> this is more important to me than real estate. Um, Henry, let's round it out with our last market. What do you have for us? All right. Last market of the show is Miami. Miami, Florida hosted the Super Bowl 11 times. So what about Miami? What I like about Miami here is average home price, 473000 but they've seen a 5.9% increase in pricing over the past year. So we're going up in Miami in terms of values. The sale to list price ratio in Miami is 97.3%, which means things are getting listed and selling for just, just a little under what they're getting listed for, which means people are buying the homes there. They're in demand. Um, and that is because Miami has a very rapidly growing international, uh, Base that is moving there. You've got lots of people moving there from other countries. You got a lot of people moving there, especially from Canada right now. And so you've got people who are always migrating into and landing in Miami and they're buying homes. I think uh, I read here that the demand for homes around that million dollar price point is pretty high. So people with a lot of money tend to move here and they're wanting to buy these nicer homes. So in terms of median rent, you've got median rent at about $2,700. So just under $3,000 a month for median rent. You got median income at 77,000 and your median home price is around 472,000. So Miami, I think it has some decent fundamentals. You've got 472,000 for the average home price. You got about 2,700 for the median rent. So to me, that tells me if I can find a decent enough deal, I can probably cash flow a property, maybe break even, uh, more likely to break even than cash flow. So not a super great cash flow market, but you've got demand there. And I think what, what, what you really have here is a market where short term rentals and midterm rentals would probably do well as long as as the rules uh, would allow for you to be able to do that in the different areas around Miami because it is such a tourist destination. You've got people always traveling there to go and have a good time. And so I think we've kind of seen markets where each each one of the, the popular real estate strategies would work. I think this is a short-term rental market where you can probably get something to cash flow pretty well as a short-term and midterm rental. It's a flip market. You can make good profits flipping deals here because you've got people who want those million dollar homes. And so you could go buy a distressed property for four or five, 600,000, put a couple hundred into it and sell it for over a million because you got demand there. And if you want cash flow, you're probably going to have to work really, really hard to find a good deal. Here's what confuses me about Miami. I, I love, I love Miami. I love to visit. I love Miami beach and riding my bike there along the, along the beach, uh, whenever I get to go there for conferences. So great city. What's confusing to me is that I think President Biden said that the biggest crisis we have today is climate change, which is there's a lot of crises. Uh, but you you hear this and that yet 
Companies are flocking to Miami. I would think that Miami would be number one in climate change crisis, potentially. But that city has grown like crazy. So apparently people aren't paying attention to that or they don't think they don't agree with Biden in that. But that concerns me because it seems like Miami would be right in direct line of of, um, you know, of hurricanes. And and then they've, they've been saying for years that that city's sinking into the ocean. So I don't know, maybe maybe it's not as bad as they say. But that to me is the biggest concern. And that probably reflects in the insurance. Yeah. And Miami's insurance has increased dramatically. And that's what makes it hard to be a buy and hold investor there is 31% higher than the national average and it's climbing every year. And it's also another tough state to get insurance in. And so, you know, the cash flow is a little bit tight in that market. And then when you start stacking on these insurance costs and the property taxes that are increasing with, because the market is moving up, it does make it hard to be a buy and hold investor. I do like the fundamentals of quality living, the lower taxes, the attractiveness of the investor. But these costs are a real issue for investors. I just did a quick search. And what I'm seeing here is the average cost for a policy with a $300,000 dwelling coverage is approximately $3,500 per year, which is 56% higher than the Florida average and 104% higher than the national average. Wow. That's crazy. 104% higher? That's insane. Okay. I've heard from a couple of real estate investors who I know who are trying to get out of Florida, buy and hold, just because the costs just aren't worth um, the the taxes and the expenses. It's really interesting because people tend to want to go to Florida because there's no state income tax, but states need to raise money somehow. And so they often do that through property taxes. And that, if especially if you're an out-of-state investor, disproportionately impacts you negatively, right? Because like you don't get the benefit of no income tax as much as you would if you live there, but you have to pay higher property taxes happens in Texas too. So it's just something that you have to think about um, if you're going to consider investing in one of these markets. Dave, I'm so glad you brought that up because people do give California a hard time. And one thing that we actually do have in our favor is really low property taxes and they stay there. Uh, they they only go up very, very uh, small, small amounts every year. Uh, so I do have two short-term rentals in the Los Angeles County area and they've performed really well. But you know, there are regulations that people need to be aware of with when it comes to short term rentals and make sure you follow them. But property, I mean, our property taxes are 0.07% in the in the Los Angeles County. That's really low. That's super low. Yeah, the national average for uh, property tax is about 1% just for, for record. So 0.7 in California would be below just as a benchmark in Texas, it's 2%. So it's double that. And that might not mm-hmm. sound like a lot, but it can really add up. Oh, boy. And yeah. some areas are 3 or 4%. But our insurance in California definitely uh, trumps everyone, <laughs> even even Florida. It's worse here in California. All right. Before we get out of here, I need to know your picks. James, since you're the only qualified person here, who do you think? You got to go Chiefs. I, I fundamentally cannot root for the Niners. Hey, 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 now. Go Mahomes. <laughs> All right. Kathy's <laughs> a homer, so we already know this one. Listen, <laughs> Brock Purdy, he's he's the age of my daughter. How can you not love him? You just got to love him. He's got to – come on. I'm not really <laughs> following that logic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'm following either logic. I mean, okay, so Taylor Swift – I do want to see Taylor Swift, you know, in the audience too. So, I, I, you know, I, all good. Both teams. They should okay. both win. Either Let's way. make it a tie. One of my buddies is a big Chiefs <laughs> fan, so I'll just say Chiefs. What about you, Henry? Uh, well, unlike these two people, I'm actually going to make a prediction based on like 
the football skill that's involved <laughs> in playing this game. <laughs> James won't pick the four that won't pick Kansas City because or the 49ers because he can't. It is emotionally can't. And Kathy thinks Brock Purdy is pretty. So I'm, 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 I just think Kansas City is the better team. I think Patrick Mahomes is playing phenomenally. He's so uh, good. He's one of the best quarterbacks we've seen, um, you know, play the game of football, you know, in a, in a long time. Yes, you look at, you know, some of the greats. And I think when it's all said and done, he'll be up there with some of the greats. It's just incredible to watch what he can do with a football. And I think that because he's dating Taylor Swift, like his football skill has been downplayed. He's not dating Taylor Swift. Travis Kelsey's dating Taylor Swift. No, I'm talking about, no, I was, that's where I was going. I said that was my transition because he's dating Taylor Swift. His football uh, skills have been downplayed, but Travis Kelsey is incredible and has been playing phenomenal. I mean, look, I grew up a Raiders fan, so I shouldn't even be allowed to say this, but Kansas City is going to win, and it's pretty cool watching how how well they've been playing. All right, great. Well, thank you for your predictions, your insights, your real estate discussion, and all the nonsense that went on in the show. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate it. I hope you all enjoy your Super Bowl festivities if you're watching. I know not everyone even likes watching it. I have it, to be honest, this will be my first time watching it in like three or four years, but I'm excited to do it with all of you. Again, if anyone's in the Denver area on the 12th for having a meetup, make sure to just Google that. You can find that on Bigger Pockets. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you for the next episode of On the Market. On the Market was created by me, Dave Meyer, and Kalen Bennett. The show is produced by Kalen Bennett with editing by Exodus Media. Copywriting is by Calico Content, and we want to extend a big thank you to everyone at Bigger Pockets for making this show possible. The housing market is changing, and finding your way right now can be a bit tricky. There are rate shifts, there are confusing headlines, but At the end of the day, your goal hasn't changed. You probably still want financial freedom as much as ever. Well, the good thing is that experienced investors know it's not about trying to time the market. It's about the amount of time you have in the market. And if you're ready to get into real estate investing game, you can still do that. Or you can take your game to the next level by finding an investor-friendly agent. With BiggerPockets Agent Finder, you can find the right agent in just a few minutes. You head over to biggerpockets.com deals, enter in some details about what you want, where you want to buy, and boom, you instantly get matched with an investor-friendly agent who fits the bill. These local market experts can help you navigate the neighborhoods, analyze the numbers, and take action with confidence once and for all. This free resource is only available at biggerpockets.com deals. Get an agent, get the deal, and get closer to financial freedom at biggerpockets.com deals. That's biggerpockets.com deals to find your investor-friendly agent today. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all hosts and participant opinions are their own. Investments in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. Bigger Pockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.